Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 22 of He Book, She Book. A lot of things going on in the wrestling world. We had some debuts, some returns. We had new champs. A lot of wrestling rumors all around the wrestling world. I'm Mike. And I'm Becca. And this is going to be the Money in the Bank Aftermath. And we do have a lot of wrestling news to talk about. The biggest rumor right now being that Daniel Bryan signed with AEW. Yeah, so that's the biggest rumor, but like there's an equally big yeah, size rumor is. of CM Punk is also in talks to go to AEW. I love seeing those though because it's like it's official. CM Punk is signing with AEW, but nothing has been signed yet. Bitch, yeah. it ain't official. No, it's not official. It's not official until he shows up at AEW because that man is a troll. Yeah. I don't believe any of these rumors. Until I'm going to see those guys walk out. Especially Punk. Now, Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan makes more sense. He's not done wrestling. Who knows with Punk? Because well, I guess this, he's we, just a I guess we guy. should revert back to Bryan Danielson then, if that's the case. We don't know yet. We don't know what he's doing. Well, I mean, he's not going to be Daniel Bryan in AEW. He's going to be Bryan Danielson. Uh, what if he comes out with a whole different name? <laughs> Dewdrop. <laughs> Dewdrop, too. Um, but yeah, so. The biggest reports, and they're being confirmed and verified by multiple sources, is that Brian Danielson is already signed. Yes, already with signed. AEW. He's not in the plans for anything for WWE, merchandise-wise, mm -hmm. uh, TV-wise. And the rumor is that he is already set to debut in September at Arthur Ashe Stadium for AEW. It's so crazy, but I also, like hope it is true because well, i want come... to see him wrestle and he wants more creative input on his character and he would get that in aew and he's still an independent wrestler more so in aew than he would be in wwe so he would be able to do exactly what you said weeks previously of going and doing like a tour in japan a tour at impact a tour here a tour there whatever and then maybe end his career in wwe later well, yeah, yeah, we talked about this in one of our very early episodes mm -hmm. when we didn't know what was going on with Daniel Bryan at the time. Yeah, it was like, I think it was uh, the Daniel's, or Bryan's last SmackDown. Yeah. We did, a, like, an episode basically on it. And the thought process then was, if he is going to leave, then, because he has, he has been talking for months about how... He doesn't know how much longer he has left in the wrestling business. Yeah. He has two kids now. He wants to stay home and be a dad. This man was retired for a while, yes. medically retired. So maybe he shouldn't be a wrestler for a very long time. Like, maybe he should take it easy as he gets older. Yeah, and, and then you think about the things that, you know, he can't do in WWE. Like He can't wrestle in Japan. Mm -hmm. He can't wrestle Kenny Omega. He can't wrestle... You know, name anyone that's not in WWE that is not going to come to WWE. Yeah. And we we said it then, the the perfect send-off for a guy like Brian Danielson would be to go and do a whole, basically, retirement tour. Yes. And go do all those things that you couldn't do before, before you get out of the business. And nobody deserves it more to go out their way than exactly. Brian Danielson. Exactly. He deserves it more than anybody. Yeah. And he, you know, hopefully he'll get it. CM Punk, on the other hand... CM Punk's a whole different animal. It's a whole different animal. The rumors are circulating that he's signing or not... It's not in that talks. he already signed, that yeah. he's in talks. I don't even care if the rumors are that he already signed. I still don't... Will not believe that until he shows up. Yeah, that's the one that is harder to believe. Yes. Because Brian Danielson... Again, we talked about it. We we figured he would do something like this. Yeah. CM Punk has, I mean, he has stayed relevant in wrestling by tweeting. Well, he about was also wrestling. doing that backstage show yes. with like Paige and Renee. Uh, was that on Fox? Like, yes. Right after Fox bought yep. some of it, and, uh, or got moved to SmackDown, got moved to Fox. And it was then that people were like, "Oh, maybe this is him dipping his toes back in," and, mm -hmm. and it was never. It wasn't a WWE signing. It was Fox signed yes. CM Punk. And he made that very clear. Mm -hmm. And he has also made very clear that he doesn't want to work 
for WWE. Well, no, he's him and uh, Triple H aren't the ba- the best of friends, and I know this was also like ten years ago. You have to keep in mind. Yeah, well, so I... how how long does CM Punk hold a grudge? But at the same time, you don't need to anymore because there's another game in town. Yeah, that has a lot of money. Tony Khan just has apparently just an open checkbook. Yeah, and why not cash a few of those checks? I mean, I am here for it. I'm. I would be so excited to see him wrestle again. Of course. But I'm not going to get my hopes up for it. My hopes are already sky high for Becky Lynch, and she hasn't made an appearance since a year ago. So (laughs) I'm not going to get my hopes up for both trolls. That's not how this works. Yeah, I feel like Brian Danielson is not... It's going to be awesome to see him outside of the WWE for the first time in however long. Who do you think he's going to debut against? See, that's a rough one because, I mean, you could go the route of, like, you just boost him right to Kenny Omega and he just takes on Kenny. Mm. And he's the one that takes the belt off him. I Probably not. Yeah. Does he debut as a heel? Can you get Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson to be booed by no. a crowd as a, as a no. whole other animal? Especially not on his debut. It's like, then you got to imagine if he, I mean, he's going to be cheered. Yeah. It should probably be Kenny. Because that's a match that it's happened years and years ago, Mm -hmm. but never with them both as big of stars as they are now. I like the pictures that have been like circulating right now behind these rumors, and it's I don't know if you've seen them yet, but I'll I'll find them for you if you haven't. It's basically every match that CM Punk and Daniel Bryan have had against each other, and it's just like them in the ring getting ready to start their match, like shaking hands or whatever, and it's just because these rumors are circulating around these two men. But it's so cool to see throwbacks of you know when before they were in the wwe wrestling each other and maybe we'll see that again now that neither of them are in the wwe so the biggest difference between them though between cm punk and and brian danielson is that punk hasn't wrestled in like 10 years but like you don't know what he's doing behind the scenes Correct, because he does. He has been working on uh, a show with Stephen Amell called Heels that's mm-hmm. going to be on uh, Stars. Yes. So he has been in a ring. Mm-hmm. He has, I, I assume, taken bumps, but he hasn't wrestled in front of a crowd a real match. Yeah, a real match. In at least, what, we have to be going on close to 10 years now. Yeah, it's been a long time. Brian Danielson was like. the main event of WrestleMania this, this year. This year, yeah. But even that... It, I don't know. I just think at that point it's kind of like riding a bike. Maybe. To some of these guys. Yeah. I feel like Punk would be one of those guys that it would be like. Because I feel like he's not one. He still knows what's going on in the wrestling world. Mm -hmm. And even when Edge, when we didn't know Edge was coming back, then they had that like documentary afterwards. And here he had been wrestling in a ring with his wife, Beth Phoenix, like hidden in their backyard for like a year or two and we had no idea that he was back in a ring wrestling i mean it's not in front of a crowd but it was still he was in the ring taking bumps and like beth phoenix is i mean she's the glamazon so it was definitely giving him his money's worth but you don't know it could be the same thing with punk he could be secretly wrestling somewhere i mean he could be wrestling his wife for all we know well punk also you're signing him not for his in-ring ability. No, you're signing him for his name at this you're point. You're signing him because he's CM Punk. Yeah. And if you just get him on your show... Remember when he was on that him... challenge and everybody called him CM and we were so annoyed oh, by it that? Oh, so weird, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like, you're signing him because he's CM Punk. Yeah. And if you can just get him on your TV, that's already a massive get. That's it. And yeah, man, it's... He doesn't even have to wrestle. We well, figure, like right away, you know what yeah, I mean? You hold him for, like, pay-per-views, mm-hmm. and you, you know, you put together something there. But, I mean, Daniel Bryan, also, I would assume, probably not going to work the heaviest of schedules anymore. Yeah. And that's probably a big part of it. He probably doesn't want to go back to touring, like, mm-hmm. what's a lighter schedule, the creative input, being able to work in Japan. And, yeah, man, so it's, it's an interesting time to be a wrestling fan. Meanwhile, in WWE, Goldberg. Yeah. Goldberg. Goldberg. Fun. Yeah. Fun times. Let's get into Raw. We might as well now that we're going to bring up Goldberg. Uh, I mean, to start the show, we had John Cena 
Yes, because John Cena can go wherever the fuck he wants, yes, apparently. So this week, three shows for John Cena. He yep. was at the Money in the Bank pay-per-view. Then he op- he closed Money in the Bank. Yep. Then he opens a show on Raw and says, one, Roman's an asshole, which was Very just rude. amazing. Yeah. Um, the crowd went absolutely apeshit. Yeah. When he did that. And he said he was going to knock him down a peg or two and whatever. Let's say it. I'm here for it. But he wants Roman at SummerSlam. And he says he's going to come out on Friday. And he does. I mean, we'll get to that when we talk about SmackDown. But three shows this guy comes out and does. Yeah, it was kind of weird that he was on Raw. Um, yeah, but you know why. But he had the riddle time. Yeah. Uh, him and Matt Riddle just kind of do a bro harmony. They had a bro Whatever. Whatever gets Matt Riddle more attention, I'm down mm-hmm. for. I don't care. John Cena, to me, though, when this was all happening, I was like, oh, what a nice guy. Like, I don't know what he did that I was just like, why is he such a nice guy? Why is he here? I uh, know, because there was a kid in the crowd with a sign that said, like, I, it was like my birthday or something. I came here to see Cena. It was something like that, and he and Cena acknowledged him yeah, in the promo. Yeah, he, like, acknowledged all, like, all of the uh, kids that he came to see in the promo. I think there was Make-A-Wish kids, too, that he, like, stopped and, like... I don't think he threw his towel. I think he handed it to them. I don't know. He I don't know if being... you saw the end, the uh, after, like... They went off the air for SummerSlam or for Money in the Bank. The dude almost was naked by the time he got to the back. He gave away all of his gear. <laughs> like hats gone, <laughs> wristbands gone, shirts gone. He gave away he everything. And by the time he went back, he was just in shorts. And that was it. Um, but yeah, so John Cena's back. He wants Roman. And Riddle comes down. They have their bromant. That leads us to Riddle and the Viking Raiders versus John Morrison and AJ and Omos. And... I just, I didn't care. I'm still in this, I don't care about the Viking Raiders and AJ and Omos. Yeah. And, I mean, you can insert Matt Riddle into it and John Morrison. Great. It doesn't take away from the fact that I just. I think that this uh, was just like a cool down after John Cena. It was. Like, it, it was. 100% was a cool down. It was down. such a weird match. I mean, it was a six-man tag team match. And they're just like, they overdo it on Raw. You know, so, I mean, Matt Riddle and the Viking Raiders win, so that's cool. But again, I didn't care about it either. Another thing that was kind of annoying that happened was just Charlotte Flair's 11-time women's championship, like, coronation or whatever. Yes. And, okay, we do have to give it to her. Because she is a one-time Divas champ and the final Divas champ before they turn it over to the women's champion. Then she's a five-time SmackDown champion and now a five-time Raw champion. And then Rhea comes out during all of this, and her and Rhea are going at it, and then Sonya and Adam are like, you guys can have a match tonight. Yay! Why are we rematching this? Do it again, do it again. This is what, the 15th rematch? Like, what is happening here? And meanwhile, the the crowd is chanting Becky the whole time, and Charlotte's such an asshole about it. Yeah, she She, does not appreciate it. She was like, Becky's at home breastfeeding, and I'm here running the women's division? Yep. Cool. Cool. First off... Becky could be in the back breastfeeding and she could come back to yeah, wrestle, please. Exactly. We don't know. Like, we, don't know I would like it. Becky to be here. So, Rhea versus Charlotte for the umpteenth time. Yay. Guys, we can't keep doing it. We can't yeah. keep doing it. It's, it's so annoying. It's over with. We're done with it. So, Charlotte goes to leave. Like, she wants a count out. And Rhea's like, you're not getting a count out. Gets her back in the ring. But then Charlotte hits her with her title. So, technically, Rhea wins, but Charlotte retains. Yeah. And then Nikki Ash comes out, Miss Money in the Bank, and cashes in and fucking beats Charlotte. Yeah, Nikki Ash is your women's champion and now. And Nikki Ash is the new Raw women's champion. And listen, I'll give it to Charlotte, but a lot of those uh, 11 championship runs that she's had yeah. have been about this long. They're like 10 minutes long. Yeah. This was a full 24 hours that she was a champion for the 11th time. I feel like, yeah, maybe. Maybe it's a full 24 hours. Like maybe. The thing is... So- Maximum 24 hours. So, congrats to Nikki Ash. So, so cool for her. What a crazy transformation of the last two months. So unexpected. To go from you were a lumberjill, mm-hmm. randomly got oh, some yeah. time. Yeah. I forgot that's how she came back. I was so hyped exactly. for that. And then now you're a superhero. And people on the internet start to shit on it a little um, bit. Um, She's almost I'm sorry. a superhero. I'm sorry. She's almost <laughs> a superhero. People start to shit on it on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Not this podcast. No. No, no. No, we are here for Big it. Big Nikki Ash fans here. And all of a sudden, you win Money in the Bank, and now you're the Raw the Women's Champion. the next day. Yeah. Because, yeah. well, here's the thing. Women, 
in WWE do not keep their money in the bank briefcases for very long. Carmella yeah. held it for however long. If you take away her money in the bank, like rain, the average women's money in the bank holder is like 12 hours, basically. Yeah, they all did it quick. Either same night or next night. Yeah. yeah. And now we have still the men's money in the bank to, you mm-hmm. know, to lure it over for the next however long. But yeah, Nikki Ash just makes use of her time. I'm like mad that people are not happy with Nikki Ash being the champion because this is not the championship that people should be angry about. Do you remember who won the 24-7 championship the same night? I honestly don't. Mm, cool. So you want me to talk about it? Because it was Reggie. Oh, that's right. Reggie. Good right? old Reginald. Good old Reginald. Yeah. So Natty and Tamina versus Shayna and Nia Jax. For some reason, we're doing this again, probably because we lost Mandy's. So since we lost Mandy, we can't do the Mandy and Dana matches against Natty and Tamina. So we throw Shayna and Nia back in there. Yeah. Natty and Tamina win. Nia turns around and headbutts Reggie, and we're like, oh shit, she's finally turning on Reggie. They walk away, and then out comes Tazawa and the rest of the locker room, because he's the 24-7 champion. Reggie pins him and becomes a new 24-7 champion, and now he's all over Instagram and TikTok doing all these different outfit changes and Cirque du Soleil shit with the 24-7 championship wrapped around his waist, and I could not care less. So back to Nikki Ash. <laughs> I, I wish she would have called her shot a little bit, just because that would be a superhero thing to do, would be to not surprise No, I Cashin. like how she did it. Um, and I, you just want somebody to call their shot. I do, so I, badly. I like how Nikki did and it. And she's the perfect, she would have been the perfect person to do it. Maybe Big E will do it. Um, but yeah, Nikki Ash, she comes down, and she her e finish, will. I guess, is this flying crossbody. I don't know. It doesn't look great. She'll get better. I hope so, because... If that's going to be she's her She's falling finish, with style. She's not flying, for sure. <laughs> if that's going to be her finish, she's going to get better at it. They're going to work on that. If that's her finish, she needs a new finish. Well, that's why I'm saying. They're not going to they're not going to leave her with a shitty finish. TJ's back there. He's not going to want the women look like shit. I would hope so. I hope somebody just I don't care what it is. It just it didn't look good. I don't yeah. know if Charlotte took it poorly or what it was. She took forever to get up to take it. Um but yeah, this leaves the question of do you continue charlotte and Rhea without the belt and give nikki something else to do or what i assume they'll do is SummerSlam is a triple threat match of Rhea, charlotte and nikki which i think nikki should win nikki would have to win that because i would literally hate my life i hate thinking about the fact that you just said that this is going to be a triple threat because you're so right yeah I, I, that's what my guess would be for SummerSlam is that we're going to do Rhea and Charlotte again, but we're going to put Nikki Ash in there. Yeah, because they're both going to want a shot at Nikki for yeah. the chi- for the title. And Charlotte's going to be like, it was my title. I need a rematch. And Rhea's going to be like, back of the line. I get a match. And then, and then, they sh- and then somebody like, else should come out and be like, both of you back in the line. Yeah, for real. Because literally anybody else. Anybody else. But like... I don't even know what the Raw Women's division looks like right now. Alexa Bliss should be the one to come up and be like, hey, friend. That would be interesting. Can I see this? At least something new. Or like, honestly, even Dewdrop and Eva. Yeah, there you go. Like, that now could you're be thinking. something. Like, anyone but Charlotte and Rhea. This will be something that is a common occurrence on this podcast. Charlotte Flair is the best of the best. But mm-hmm. you will hear us say repeatedly, anyone but Charlotte. Yeah, we had a we had a full blown discussion yesterday about who we think the top five women are in yeah. all of wrestling. Yeah, and we came to the conclusion that four of those are in WWE, and the fifth is more debatable. We said Charlotte, Sasha, Bailey, and Becky are probably your top four. Yeah, and then the rest is just kind of. I would put Britt Baker at number five. I don't know if I would. But yeah, it was a whole. That's a I that's think, a discussion for another. Yeah, day that's that a discussion we can do. for another day. But I do think I will stand by my statement. With the WWE has the top probably ten women in wrestling, and I know that was such a hard statement for you to take. It which is. is why you said five right now. That's yeah. That's why I'm <laughs> saying five. I still would put Charlotte and Sasha at the top of the heap. Yeah. Uh, regardless, but yeah, we can go to. Uh, well, let's go to Alexa because she had another. Uh, another playground. Another playground, and Lily's out of timeout. 
Yeah, she is fresh out of time out, yeah. which I thought was so cute. I, I love Alexa Bliss. I know, she's adorable. As creepy as she is, she's also adorable. She's working that, li- that line very finely. Yeah. But, but it's working. It's fine. We have Eva and Dewdrop again. Yeah. At the playground. As Which confused me because yeah. didn't last week Eva say this was her last week ever coming here because it was dingy and then here she is interrupting and just being like, is this a joke? Like, go away. Yeah. And I'm Alexa, so um, she's happy to see Dewdrop. Not so happy to see Eva. Yeah. And she wants Dewdrop to be put in timeout so that Eva can, you know, do things on her own for now. Yeah. And then uh, Eva falls. Well, Eva was also being mean to Lily. Yeah. And Alexa was like, don't do that. And then that's when Eva walked away and then she fell because, you know, spooky. Yeah. Spooky. See, I guess Eva Marie and Alexa Bliss seems interesting. Yeah, that seems like what we're setting up. So that could okay. be something. So but that's also, who knows if that's what we're setting up? Because Eva could very easily be like, no, it's going to be Alexa Bliss and Dewdrop. And then we still have Eva Marie as the winner, though. Well, yeah, of course, because Eva Marie, if there's one thing Eva Marie does, it's win matches. All she does is win. But then we had a return here. We had two returns in this match. Because Bob Lashley is here, and Bob Lashley, fresh off of murdering Kofi Kingston. Yeah, he's not even tired from this match. No, of course not. Uh, Fresh off of a murder, comes out, and we're going to do an open challenge. Right. And the man that answers this open challenge... Is Keith Lee. Somebody we haven't seen in a year? Less than that? Yeah, it's been less than that. I think February was the last time he had a match, but even then there was like time between. Yeah, it's been a hot minute since we've seen Keith Lee. Yeah. And there was a lot of like hush hush around why he wasn't around. There still is. We do not know why Keith Lee wasn't around. And was this a match? Here's the thing Bobby Lashley destroyed Keith Lee as well. Uh-huh. And Keith Lee is not a small man. No, the thing is with Keith Lee, he was being pushed as like the massive giant yes. killer with personality. Like mm-hmm. he was being pushed as a main event guy. Mm-hmm. And then he just comes in and gets absolutely squashed. Yeah. By Bobby Lashley. And it's not like, a great sign for Keith Lee. But it's one of those things where it's like, okay, is that going to put him out for another few months to handle whatever is going on in his personal life? No, I don't or think so. Or is, like, is he back back? Or is he, like, I, what's happening with Keith Lee? Did he come back just to get destroyed and we're not going to see him again? Or did he come back, get destroyed, and we're going to see him next week? I hope it's the latter and that we see him again next week in a away from Bobby Lashley. Yeah. So he can pick up, like, a win and start to get that momentum back. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, what a weird choice. Of all the people you could have had to come out to take a pin from Bobby Lashley. Yeah, you bring back somebody that's been missing for a few months. Yeah, like, months. why not, like, Shelton or Cedric or something? Somebody that's what history. you kept saying. You were yeah. like, it's going to be somebody from the Hurt Business. Like, somebody from the Hurt Business is going to come out, and then they're going to get destroyed. And then Bobby and... would destroy them. And yeah. Instead, it's Keith Lee who, you yeah. know, who takes the loss. But that was, we... all, uh, that was all just to set up That was all for return. funds, because we need somebody who's going to be next. Yeah. And who's next is a 55-year-old Goldberg. God, I'm so over it. I'm so over it, and it hasn't even happened yet. It, it's so, because uh, the thing is, he's still over. Fans still popped for it. He's Goldberg. Yeah. Of course he's still over. Of course. Here's the thing. With the fans being back, this was the first full week of fans being back. The fans are going to pop for everyone. Yeah, that's true. That's they're, true. They're going to pop for everyone. And Goldberg gets the big pop. He comes out. He's next. We're going to do Bobby and, and Goldberg like we talked about. Can't wait to see uh, it. On the Money in the Bank no, episode. Uh, no. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. So we're seeing that at SummerSlam, we're going to see them. So, yeah, we're going to see Goldberg versus Lashley at SummerSlam. And this, you would assume Lashley just takes this win pretty quick. I don't see any other reason to bring back Goldberg and put the belt on him. That doesn't make any sense to me. Well, other than what you said last week of that's uh, well, who Big E would cash in on, and that would be perfect. Well, that's Big E's dream match. Yeah. Is to have big, meaty men slapping meat. Stop it. And <laughs> it would be cool, I will say that, if he could cash in on Goldberg. Oh, I'd but be so annoyed, though, if Goldberg won. That's the thing. That would entail Goldberg beating Lashley, which mm-hmm. we do not need. No, we do not. I would like... Let's do Lashley and Goldberg, have Lashley just dominate Goldberg for two or three minutes, whatever, match over. 
and then not last, not Biggie cash in, but start to hint towards that he wants to come to. Raw. I'm going to come to Raw now. Yeah, and that's what title. I would like with Biggie being Mr. Money in the Bank. I think that he would announce it, and he could come out on SmackDown one night and just be like, "Roman, I don't want you." Like, well, like, but Bobby, I'm coming for you. Like, he yeah. could call his shot, and he could do that on a SmackDown. Or he could just pop up on a Raw one day and call his shot. I think that would be his best bet, is well, calling his shot. Well, yeah, you look at the SmackDown main event scene, and it is stacked right now. Yeah. You have a lot of guys waiting in line for that opportunity. There's not really that on Raw. Because what else do we have? We have Jinder and Drew. They're still doing their weird thing. Yeah. Shanky and Veer are still with them. And what one of them, we can talk about it now, got his ass handed to him. Oh, Shanky. Oh, my God. First off, he was singing Drew Happy Birthday, or singing uh, Jinder Happy Birthday, and... I was, like, thankful when Drew popped up because I was just like, get this to stop. We don't need anybody to sing Happy Birthday to Jinder. Like, Happy Birthday, Jinder, but we don't need to sing it. It was garbage. And then Drew just started attacking everyone with a chair, and then he beat the shit out of Shanky. Like, the... the I didn't enjoy watching this, honestly. No. It was fucked up. So, he hit Shanky. The crowd counted 20 times. Okay? The crowd counted to at least 20. Yeah, but they counted but after he had already was, hit yes, Shanky like 10 times. That was the second round of hits. Like, he hit Shanky, broke Ugh, the I chair. I like Shanky. I know. So it, like, I do stupid. not like it. Yeah. So he broke a chair on Shanky and then got another chair and started to hit him. And that's when the crowd started chanting. So in reality, Drew hit Shanky. I don't know, like 30, 40 times with a chair. Yeah, it was overkill. It was I didn't like garbage. It. it didn't do anything for me. Oh, you know what else was overkill? Jackson and Elias. Yeah, Jackson Riker beats Elias again in a symphony of destruction match where they just hit each other with musical instruments. I don't so care. So weird. Still, uh, I guess Sheamus it, was, it was beats... basically just a Falls Count Anywhere match. Yeah, it was It was weird. Sheamus beats Humberto. Karrion Cross is here. No yes. Scarlet. Nope. Uh, gets his entrance, but kind of. Yeah, well, he didn't have her with him, so he's still singing. There's no smoke. Uh, so he's still singing. He was he was singing was when he? he came out. Yeah. Well, he was saying the fallen prey. He wasn't like singing like how she sings and does her whole thing. Yeah. But he was saying fallen prey. It looked weird without her. He looked like when you play a video game like a SmackDown vs Raw or like a WWE 2K, and you create your player mm-hmm. and you give him like a somebody else's entrance. He yes. looks like he what. That didn't look like it was his entrance, which, which it wasn't. Funny because we have said plenty of times that Karrion Cross's character and his entrance don't necessarily mesh well together. No, but the entrance that they gave him was not better than his actual entrance. No, his entrance in NXT is very cool. Yes, it just doesn't match what his character is. Yes, to me. but what they did on Raw was they like they like stripped. They it. watered down yes. this entrance, and he kind of just walked. To the ring, weirdly, like not having Scarlet there was weird, and then he fucking loses to, to Jeff, Jeff Hardy, who had his old music, who had his old music, yeah. big pop for uh, for no more words. Mm-hmm. Awesome to see, like he, you can tell Jeff was hyped about it. Yeah, when listen, a lot of the last few times that Jeff has wrestled, I have made comments like Jeff does not look happy to be here. No, remember the one time he wrestled? It was a couple weeks ago when. That's another guy that I'm yes. going to be looking out for when his contract expires. Yeah. Well, Matt wants him over there, too. Of course. I mean, of course. But when he wrestled, uh, when what was that match a couple weeks ago where it was, like, for his career? Oh, the Cedric match. Yes, against yeah. Cedric. And right before that, because he had a match before that, one, and then Cedric came out for his, like, match against him for his career or whatever. And I said throughout that whole match that Jeff Hardy just did not look happy to be here. He didn't look like he wanted to be here anymore. He looked sad. And I was like, damn, maybe he's going to lose to Cedric right now because he's just, like, not happy. <laughs> he just retires. It, like, right? I was like, what is happening? But, I mean, he got that music, He his old music. He was hype as hell. And he won this match. It was a very odd match. It was a very odd debut. Yeah. But, I mean, that leads us into NXT. Samoa Joe shits all over the fact that Karrion Cross was there. Told Regal he needs to get a hold of his boy do you even know where your guy is <laughs> like well it just it makes the nxt champion look stupid yeah and this is a guy that has destroyed everyone 
in NXT that's, that's come in his way mm-hmm. and just coming off of murdering Johnny Gargano mm-hmm. and you lose to Jeff Hardy and you get no follow-up on NXT with this other than Joe being like, where's your boy at? Yeah, and because was Karrion Cross even on NXT? No. No, he was at the, the very oh, end. Oh, right, yeah. okay, at the very end. So first off, Joe opens the show saying Cross is out of control. Yeah. And he 100% provoked him. And Regal's like, you can't fight him. Yeah. You need to handle all of this peacefully. Meanwhile, the crowd's like, let them fight of Chance course, yeah. everywhere. And we're screaming, let them fight Chance. And Joe's like, listen, it'll end tonight, but I can't promise it'll end peacefully. Somebody will be put to sleep tonight. Which is funny coming from Joe, who was put to sleep last week. Well, it was also foreshadowing, which we'll get to in a minute. Yes. Um, but the thing with... so. NXT is going to be taped for the next few weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, they already did their tapings because they're moving it to sci-fi for the Olympics. And I guess sci-fi doesn't do live television, whatever. So I don't, I'm not going to spoil anything. No, you um, can see the spoils if you want to. I'm yeah. not, we're not going to put that, that spoiler out. But we do know that there has been Karrion Cross segments mm-hmm. recorded. And we do know that they had to re-record Hilarious. one of these segments because of the Jeff Hardy chants. Love it. Uh, love to that hear it. Going on. Love Jeff Hardy. Here's why. I, here's it. why I don't love to hear it. Why do you re-record that? Because why don't you just keep it and send Jeff's ass down to NXT to get murdered, and well, then call it a day? No, like, if I you're running is... away from this, it it makes it look worse. The fans are going to rebel even more. No, I think this. Yes, first off, yes, the fans are going to rebel. We but can't I think pretend this is like this didn't Cross's, happen. I think this is Karrion Cross's way of coming up. I don't think they're going to bring Jeff Hardy to Karrion Cross. I think. Karrion Cross is going to go back to Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy beat him. Why the hell would he come down? Why would he deal with that? Why would he be like, why know. am I coming to you? I already beat you. I you, know? you can make it. Like, why would Charlotte challenge for uh, Rhea's NXT championship when she won the Royal Rumble? Why would she do that? Because it's something she never did before. Yeah. Why doesn't Jeff challenge Karrion Cross for the NXT championship? I don't know, because hopefully it'll be put on Samoa Joe. Because Samoa Joe <laughs> needs to beat yeah. that ass. Oh, yeah. So, uh, moving on. We had the Joe segment, and he is going to kill Karrion Cross later, allegedly. He's waiting for Cross, And then at the end of the night, Samoan Joseph comes out again. He wants Cross to come out and play. Hilarious. Come out and play. And uh, somebody did go to sleep. Yeah. Because backstage, we see that Karrion Cross has slept William Regal. And Joe runs for like... the back, just misses carrying cross driving away yeah and regal was just asleep on the uh concrete outside yeah, that that like, that old nxt parking lot a lot of a lot of scary stuff goes on in yeah, that for real lot. uh but yeah so that's how we leave nxt um so who knows what's going to happen with joe and carrying cross you know yeah they're if leaving anything. that one very open-ended of mm-hmm. like a lot of things don't with carrying think... cross though they leave open-ended yeah because i mean he's not feuding with anyone that you would think is challenging for the title mm-hmm. unless they let joe wrestle yeah um, which I could see being like an unsanctioned match. So it's yes. like, oh, it, we're not really. Uh, but either way, we had Zia Lee and Raquel Gonzalez mm-hmm. on this show for the Women's Championship. And I guess Zia Lee got hurt. I think in this so. Match. Um, Raquel does like a dive off the second rope and like this kind of like a almost like trust falls kind of mm-hmm. onto Zia Lee. And Zia Lee did not look like she handled that well. Um, and we had the referee checking on her. We had the doctor checking on her. And then eventually Raquel gets her up and slams her and pins her. Yeah. And it was a very weird match because, like, if Zia hurt, she shouldn't have taken that choke slam. Yeah, that last move. But then also, like, I don't know. It, it just felt weird. Like, I didn't like how quickly we went into this NXT Championship match. Like, she just challenged for it last week. Yeah. And then the next week we're doing it. Well, it was funny because even last week I was like, oh, okay, she's going to be challenging. Like, Zia Lee's going to be challenging Raquel. I wonder when that match is going to be. And then we're watching NXT and I was like, uh, oh, oh, it's, today. Oh, it's yeah. right now. Okay, yeah. okay. Like, I was very blown away by that. You know what else I'm blown away by? I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. It's so sad. I think the way is falling apart. <sighs> yeah. I think it's a... Uh, there is some. They're starting to break. There are some family issues going on with the way. 
I'm waiting for Indy to turn on Candace anyway because of what's of happening course, with Dexter. Yeah. Like how Indy wants to be in love with Dexter and Dexter's in love with Indy, but Candace doesn't want them even talking to each other. And that's going to be something. Like Indy's going to turn on Candace. It's a very easy storyline. But they lost their championships last week. Yeah. And Well, not last week, a couple weeks ago. Well, either way. And Johnny fails to take the title from Karen, which Candace mentioned very rudely. Yes. And then Austin lost his match this week like Poor Austin. during this show all he wanted was that no look high five from johnny yeah but johnny was too it. busy trying to break up the the squabble that was happening between candace and indy but then also joined into it so the three of them are kind of just like going at it but like not they're not like fighting with each they're other not paying attention yeah to they're like quabbling or squabbling what yeah. am i trying to say yeah <laughs> and austin is like packing his stuff and he even says like we're falling apart. Yeah. Goes again for the no-look high five. Doesn't, doesn't get it. Doesn't get it. And then takes his bags and leave. Yeah. That's sad. It was honestly one of the saddest things I've ever seen. It was so sad. Um, and, like, this could be Austin Theory getting called up. Yeah, because there's also rumors about that. Wait, I don't know if we've talked about. I mean, the kid's got a ton of potential. Mm, he yes. is a big old boy mm -hmm. with a lot of personality. Mm -hmm. He plays the dumb dumb character very well. I don't know if they're going to keep that, but I loved this. I loved this whole family. Yes. Like the way is so much fun. Johnny and, and how are and, Johnny and Austin ever going to be the best father son tag team if they're not father son anymore? It's it's this is just a tragedy. I just <laughs> I'm so sad about it. Um, I, I'm sad about Johnny losing last week, and then he's losing his family. Everything's falling apart, and. Yeah, hopefully next week things are better, but... Do you want to know what I'm sad about on well AEW? Go ahead. John Moxley had a match for the IWGP US Championship against Lance Archer. Yeah, in the main event of yeah. AEW, so we're skipping right to it. We're skipping right event. to it, because if you can tell, yeah. I'm not happy. Texas Death Match, John Moxley, Lance Archer for the IWGP US Championship. And we had some, uh, we had some barbed wire going on here. We, yeah, we did. We had uh, some violence, some bleeding, and Lance Archer takes the championship from John Moxley. I'm not happy, you know? I mean, listen, I know that John Moxley isn't going to be a champion forever. I get that. I'm not saying that he should be the champion forever, though I would have really liked that. Well, you gotta, I mean, you can't just be the you know, you can be I New Japan's know. U.S. champion forever. You know, there's other things he can do. Yes, and he's going to do a lot of things in his life, and that's great. But he lost to Lance Archer. And this is uh, Fighter Fest Night 2. Who knows what's going to happen at Fighter Fest Night 3? Who knows? We had Andrade, who brings out Chavo freaking Guerrero. So all the Guerreros are over at AEW now. And he calls out the Death Triangle. Well, he called them out last week. They just popped up this week. I don't think he called well, them out. Well, he was out. talking more shit. Yeah. You know, in Spanish, as he does. And Pac and Penta and the return of Ray Phoenix. Mm-hmm. The Death Triangle is back. Andrade informs us all that we all work for him, he, which I didn't know. He wants... This is the thing. He didn't want to, like, feud with the Death Triangle, which is what we thought when he originally called them out. Yep. He wants the Death Triangle to leave Pack and come work for him. Well, he, well, he said everyone works for him, so that includes us. Oh. Because we're everyone as well. Well, whatever. I'll work for Andrade. I would, too. Yeah, he seems like a good guy. Yeah. I feel like he probably gives, like, good health care. You know? <laughs> um, but either way, so we have that going on. Pack and Penta and Ray Phoenix seem like they're going to stay solid. Yeah, they seem like they are not their about family. Andrade. Yeah. They said their family, they're actually the face of the Latinos, and that Andrade ain't shit, basically. So Andrade needs two guys. Yeah. I don't know who those two guys are going to be. Maybe one will be his buddy. The, listen, he's got a lot of he's got a lot of guys to choose from, mm -hmm. but that's another one open-ended. AEW's doing a great job of getting us to watch the next yeah. Dynamite. Yeah. And they're... they're uh, they're creeping. They're creeping slowly but surely on WWE because they are getting a lot of guys. They're getting a lot of attention. Yeah, because they're talk taking about advantage of that debut. attention. Well, I wasn't going to go there yet, but we might as well talk about it because Sean Spears and Jericho, it is this, the first labor of Jericho? Mm -hmm. Second labor? Either way. 
I think uh, it's the first. Sean Spears and Chris Jericho. Sean Spears can use a chair. Jericho cannot. That's the rule of this match. Yes. <laughs> Which is like a ludicrous rule, but whatever. And we had Sammy come out to help because Tully Blanchard was getting involved to help Sean Spears. Sammy comes out, takes out Tully, and it's a whole thing. Jericho gets the win. MJF is pissed because Jericho had help. Mm-hmm. Wink, wink. So MJF grabs the microphone. And, I mean, the guy is one of the best promos in the world anyway. Yes. And he informs us all that next week there will be the second labor of Jericho. Mm-hmm. And because Chris Jericho likes to break the rules, he's going to make it so that there's no disqualifications. And Jericho can't have any help. No. And his opponent also likes to break the rules. And his opponent is a psychopath. Mm-hmm. He once stabbed one of his opponents. Yeah, in the jugular. Mm-hmm. He once robbed a bank. Without a mask. With no mask on. And MJF proceeds to bring out Nick fucking Gage. And we almost shit our pants. And what are we doing? Like, what? <laughs> The actual fuck is happening. For those of you who don't know who Nick Gage is. We've talked about him. Yes. I I think we have. Because we watched that documentary and then we were just like on this Nick Check out Dark Side of the Ring, Nick Gage. Everything MJF said was true. Everything he said was true. Nick Gage once died wrestling. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Actually died. And and was brought back. Nick Gage comes out. I think this is the first time he's been on national television. Probably. I'll say that. And he comes out, leader of the murder death kill gang, mm-hmm. MDK all day. And he's got a pizza cutter, yep. because that's who Nick Gage is. That's, that, that sums him up completely. And we're going to have Chris Jericho versus Nick Gage. And I, and I have to bring up the fact that Chris Jericho, later of the night. Oh, God. He's, <laughs> he's got his back turned. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's, he's still talking in... to the camera, but we're facing the back of his head. Yes. And he's like, something about he's, he's got to bring out the crazy side in him. And he's bringing back the pain maker. Yay. And just, who gives a shit, Chris? Not, not anybody. Literally, literally nobody. Literally nobody was like, oh my god, the pain maker? Yeah, everybody was like, With Aww. your fucking fedora and weird <laughs> eye makeup? Come on, get over yourself. Yeah, but so, we don't need, so weird that Nick we Gage is here. Nick Gage on national television sells itself. Yes. Because you don't know what this psychopath is going to do. Mm-mm. You don't need Chris Jericho to be like, I'm the pain maker. Yeah. You can just be like, I'm Chris Jericho, and I'm going to face the death, the king of death matches. Yeah, he literally is the king of death matches. But during his death matches over the last few weeks. Well, years. Well, years. Yeah, honestly, years. John Moxley pops up. Yeah, we've had, um, in the past, John Moxley's shown up to at events that Nick Gage was in. Mm-hmm. Um, it was actually also recently uh, Nick Gage was wrestling, I think, in a GCW in, like, I feel like it was, like, Atlantic City. And a guy comes out of the crowd in all black, completely covered, and he was acting like John Moxley. Yeah, did a like, great we job. were all like, oh, shit, John Moxley's here. Here we go. He's about to do this. Yep. Ended up being Matt Cardona, formerly known as Zack Ryder. That match is happening. Mm-hmm. I think that match is happening in Atlantic City. That match is happening in Atlantic yeah. City. I think it's this weekend. But, yeah. I don't know what these guys are doing. Mm-mm. They're trying to play these games with Nick Gage as if Nick Gage plays games. Yeah, and John Moxley's the only one that can handle Nick Gage, I feel like. Yeah. Out of these guys that were listed. Speaking of which, do we think John Moxley's going to interfere with this Jericho match? Not to help Jericho to be to make Chris Gage have a disadvantage here. I think after the fact. Maybe. Okay. Like listen, at the end of the Nick match. Nick Gage then... is not beating Chris Jericho. No, yeah. Just plain and simple. I think yeah, you can't kill him here. Well, it's like I've never like, seen there are actual rules Nick here. Gage wrestle like a match before. Yeah, I've seen Nick Gage engage in breaking light tubes over people's heads. Oh my and, god, it's so and Seriously, pizza cuttering people's faces. And that people kind need of to watch that dark side of the ring, but yeah. don't watch it if like you have a yeah. Weak don't watch stomach like don't or... watch Nick Gage death matches because they're just yeah. Don't they're gross. But like that dark yeah. side of the ring. Very intense. Yeah. Definitely recommend yeah, If you it. want to know who Nick Gage is, Definitely recommend that's Nick that. Gage. And yeah, MJF paying the man to go take out Chris Jericho, and he might yeah. literally do it. So now we have Nick Gage with AEW. I highly doubt not that like, he's signed. Yeah, not like, but Jesus for Christ. at least this match. Yeah. So we have Gage. Mm-hmm. Adam Page. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go through him. <laughs> I don't 
don't know all of them. Christian Cage. We have Ethan Page. Ethan Page. Adam Page. Christian Cage. Brian Cage. And Nick Cage. That's too much, bro. We have too it's many, too, much. too many ages and cages and pages and gauges. Yeah, I'm over it. Yeah, <laughs> it's so confusing. Uh, but I mean, that's basically everything for AEW. We'll see what happens at Fighter Fest Night Three, and if Nick Gage kills Chris Jericho, and then for SmackDown, we have John Cena opening the show. John Boy opens the show again. Three shows this week, like Three I said shows earlier. This week. Closes, opens, opens. Mm-hmm. He challenges Roman at SummerSlam for the Universal Championship. Calls Roman out. Yeah. Roman doesn't Jump in come the out. line. Roman does not come out. No. Paul Heyman does. And well, he yeah. says Roman will come out when Roman wants to come out. And then sings John Cena's song and walks away. Yeah. Hilarious. Loved it, honestly. I like that. And spoiler alert, there was no engagement between Roman Reigns and John Cena on this show. No. At all. Mm-mm. Uh, that was all for John. Yeah. And John probably left because he, we didn't see him again for the rest of the night. No. But what we do see is Finn Balor coming out. With Sami Zayn. He's going to take on Sami Zayn. And Sami Zayn didn't stop the audience from singing a song. No. <laughs> I was so yeah, happy. We got some audience interaction with the crowd or uh, with uh, Sami Zayn's theme song. Finn Balor, the most interactive entrance oh, in history. Oh, so good. Uh, Finn so Balor good. takes the victory. It was naturally. a great match. Finn looks amazing as usual. Pat McAfee made fun of Michael Cole for messing up something. I think one of the moves. He, like, said the wrong move. Yeah, and he, he was like, Twitter's already screaming so, at you. <laughs> yeah. He, so Sami Zayn hits a blue thunderbomb. And Michael Cole calls it a Michinoku driver. And then I'm sitting there like, that's not right. And Pat McAfee calls him out like, that's not right. Yeah, he's like, Twitter's already screaming at you for that. Or, like, something like that. That was so funny. I love Pat McAfee, man. But then we see Finn again later on in the night. Yes, we do. Because Roman Reigns comes out and says that he is not interested in facing John Cena. Yeah, well, he comes out right after the Usos beat the Mysterios. And the three of them, the Bloodline, hold up all of their titles. Oh, uh, hold on. I have a, I have a gripe here. I know. I was going to say they hold up all of their gold. Yeah, so we keep saying that they have all the gold. Yeah. Problem. Mm-hmm. Tag Team Championships. Have no gold on have them. Have no fucking gold on them. They're silver. Yeah. And they look like shit. And they look like shit Velcro. for a very long time. And they're Velcro. So I hate and have hated both sets of tag team championships mm-hmm. for a very long time now. Uh, they were like bronze. They looked like smushed pennies for a while. Mm-hmm. And then they turned them silver. Didn't look any better. Can we just can we just get new tag titles, please? Yeah, if we're going to say that they all have the gold, maybe put some gold like, on the titles. How does nobody backstage see what, what they're saying? Yeah. Like, they're holding up the I gold. I think it's just because they, like... I know. equal championship. I know, but know? then fucking make it gold then. Yeah. You know? Well, it's, it's get a, over it. I know. I, sh- <laughs> I should get over it. I won't, though. Uh, Finn Balor comes out, mm-hmm. and he decides that he wants to challenge Roman Reigns. Yeah, and he's like, I'm not here to acknowledge you. I figured if you're not interested in Cena's challenge, maybe you'll be interested in mine. Big pop from the crowd. Hell yeah! Roman, after some... Uh, some conferring with his legal counsel, Paul Heyman, <laughs> agrees. Well, and also some uh, Roman scared chants. Yep. A lot of Roman scared chants for a hot minute while that was going on. Roman agrees to the match. Mm-hmm. And then SmackDown just fucking goes off the air. Yeah, so we're going to get <laughs> Roman Reigns versus Finn Balor. Eventually. Yeah. Uh, you know, date still to be determined. Yeah, I mean, we touched on it. The Usos beat the Mysterios. We the also had... Up. Blaming Seth. I don't, real quick, before we get to Edge, I want to... Because this was also the... I didn't know it was tonight. I thought it was next week. They simulcasted this show from both Cleveland, Ohio. Oh, yeah. And the Rolling Loud Musical Festival. Mm-hmm. Which I don't think Vince knows what that is or what it means. No, I think it was for exposure. It was for sure exposure. Mm-hmm. But it just sounded stupid. And I think it kind of was. Yeah. Uh, they had... The Street Profits, they had Angelo Dawkins versus Chad Chad Gable. Gable. Mm -hmm. Angelo Dawkins gets the win. They also had Bianca Belair versus Carmella there for Mm -hmm. the Women's Championship. Bianca gets the win. And they were 100% pumping in crowd noise. I I think it was the the crowd noise from Cleveland that they were pumping in. Because it was not the music festival crowd. No, because that musical festival crowd, that music festival crowd, (laughs) 
was basically sitting on their hands for the majority yes. of this shit. Yeah, like some people were into it. They had their hands up, especially with Bianca's music. Yeah, there were Carmella like, didn't even get an entrance. No, there was like nineteen people that cared about this yeah. in a crowd that was probably like it was crazy at least ten fifteen thousand people. Yeah, how many people were in um, that crowd? And yeah, like it was a weird thing to do. Yeah, because Wale is here also. Wale, big wrestling fan, he kind of introduces it to kind of like. Yeah, give it some credit like, hey guys yeah he's like come this. out and say like when i say we want the smoke you say we want the smoke and people were not even into and people that were like what yeah like, it was very where's asap rocky at it was very very strange yeah like those fans were 100 percent waiting for i think asap rocky was like the headliner of that night. no it was somebody random was we looked it up because somebody's name was snot <laughs> yeah with a, with a money sign with the, the money S. sign i don't know if anybody listening is a snot fan it was bobby Schmurda. Schmurda. that's what we were waiting for we were waiting for the Schmurda man and <laughs> yeah they got to watch smackdown during that I, it i'd wasn't be pissed that, if i was the cleveland it crowd. wasn't that long but i mean no. we did look up the rolling louds like playlist and it was from eight to 8.45 was SmackDown. Mm -hmm. So for 45 minutes, people that were not into wrestling were forced to watch wrestling. And people in Cleveland were forced to watch what? A big screen? It had to have been on the big screen. I would be pissed if I was that Cleveland Yeah, well, I think the Cleveland crowd kind of got, like, fucked. But luckily, after 45 minutes of watching people wrestle at Rolling Loud, yep. Edge comes out, massive pop, because that's what he gets. Yep. And he has a problem with Seth Rollins. Yeah. Which we know. Yeah. We knew this. Seth Rollins cost him his match last week against Roman Reigns. Yes. And Seth's going to interrupt. With, yeah. As he does. Of course. In a suit. Looking great. He always laughing, does. Laughing his ass off. Cackling, some would say. And Edge says, come on down. I'm not going to hit you. Yeah, I promise I will let's not just, lay a hand on let's you. Let's just talk this out like men. Right? And Seth keeps calling him Grandpa Edge. Hilarious. Which is very funny. So funny. Seth's, good. Seth's in a dangerous zone of people are going to start fucking cheering for him because he's funny. Yeah. Like, you can heal it up all you want. And, like, he does get serious in this promo as well. Mm-hmm. Talking about how years ago he could have ended Edge's life, basically. Yeah. And didn't. And, and he's how not, he's going to now. He's not going to hesitate this next time. Mm-mm. Edge then says that he lied. Yep. That he wasn't going to hit him. And he hits him. Attacks him. And that's where we leave it. We're, I mean, we've known this Seth Edge thing was going to happen yes. for months now. This has been rumored. It's going to be a um, great match. And they are leaning on their past, which is nice. They mm -hmm. are referencing back when Seth was with the Authority and almost murdered Edge. This is the match that I'm most excited for for SummerSlam already. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, we don't have a lot of matches set up for SummerSlam yet, but this but is... But we know we're getting Roman and John Cena. I don't know when we're doing Roman and Finn. I'm guessing it's somewhere in, somewhere in between. In between, I'm assuming, yeah. Which is weird, because, you know, that means Finn's going to lose. Yeah, that's but, sad. But I don't know. I think this will be, be a good match. I think this would be a really good match. But, you know, this wasn't the first thing that the Cleveland crowd got after the Rolling Loud. They came back to a backstage promo with Baron Corbin. Oh, Barry. I know. So early in the night, Baron Corbin and Kayla were talking and Baron was basically just like, what happened to me? He's like, I'm depressed. I'm broke. Blah, blah, blah. His shirts he, are wrinkled. His They've shirts wrinkled. Stains ketchup on. stains all over it. He's like, something, something happened to me. So when we come back <laughs> from the Rolling Loud, Shotzi and Knox are trying to fix their tank. That Shotzi always... Shotzi and Tegan Knox. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> they're trying to fix their tank that Shotzi always rides out to the ring. And Kevin Owens comes up and he's like trying to help them until he sees Baron Corbin. And him and Corbin are talking and Corbin's still super sad. And eventually Kevin Owens just like gives him money and was like, here, hopefully this helps. I do feel bad for you, whatever. And he walks like, be nice away. nice to people. Yeah. You know? He said that. Like, he's like, you know, maybe if you weren't an asshole for the last eight years or nine years, People would take pity on you right now. They wouldn't just like care. Like they, people well, don't care about, about the, you. Well, the Baron Fund Me thing. Yes. Um, and that didn't work out because the guy he paid scammed him. Yep. Took the money and ran. Hilarious. Stole his identity. It's a whole thing. He doesn't have any more credit. I don't know if WP writers know how credit works. Yeah, that was weird. But apparently this yeah, this guy stole Baron's credit. Yeah, he stole his uh He stole his identity, identity. And then he said, I have no more credit. So I don't, I don't know if he meant that like the guy maxed out all his shit. I don't know. Whatever. But either way, Baron Corbin has no money. Kevin Owens gives him some money, and then Dolph comes and steals that money. Well, <laughs> <laughs> just so Dolph the, and the, Bobby Roode flat out mugged well, Baron Corbin wait, on camera. Wait, it was because 
Shotzi and Tegan Knox got their tank to work after Kevin Owens walked away. Which I 100% called yes. as soon as I saw Baron. The rocket flew out of the tank yep. and hit Baron Corbin right in his manhood. Yep. And that man fell right to the ground, as one does. And then Dolph robbed him. Yep. And then Rude grabbed whatever was left. And then Owens did come back yep. to defend Barry. But it, was, like, it was more of like a, you guys. Yeah. You guys stop. But, like, they're really beating Baron down. So yeah. it is very interesting to see how they're going to flip this into Happy Corbin. Well, yeah. We assume that's what we're going towards. The um, WWE filed a trademark for Happy Corbin a little while ago. And now we're just beating Barry down. Yeah. And eventually, you know, we have to turn this around. Maybe he'll be a face for, like, the first time in his career, I believe. Yeah. Either way, let's move on to Mr. Money in the Bank, Big E. Mm-hmm. Gets the You Deserve It chance from the crowd. He got it. I thought he was going to cry. Well, it was, that was, it was also a while and sustained. Yeah, like, you at one point, chance. he went to, like, talk, and then I think it just clicked in his head, like, no, just, like, give it a minute, like, let the... Because then he even yeah. said, like, thanks, you guys. Like, I really... Like, he talked to the audience. I love when they do that, when it's not just, like, how Seth Rollins is just, like, I hate all of you guys. Like, when, yes. when they kind of, like, break character. Because everybody is chanting, you deserve it. And he does. He this does. was the best possible outcome for money in the... For the men's money in the bank. And he deserves it. And the crowd acknowledges that. And he... What a beautiful moment for him. And then Apollo interrupts. Of course. Intercontinental Champion Apollo Very Cruz. cool background. Yeah. I don't... So, they're, like, um, I guess, like, it's augmented reality. Like, they're... They have, like, these things that pop up for everybody's entrance. Yes. Like, Roman has the big <laughs> Roman. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, this was the coolest... Sheamus had a really cool one, too, on Money in the Bank. But this was so cool looking because they have, like, these... Like, I guess they're... What are they? Spears? Mm-hmm. I, I don't I can't explain it. Just go and look and watch Apollo Crews' entrance from this past week. It just looked very cool. The first time that I recall being like, this augmented reality shit is dope. Yeah, it looked very cool. But then, you know, Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Roode interrupt Apollo. Yep. And then Rick Boogs and Shinsuke interrupt Ziggler and Roode. And then Cesaro interrupts them. And he comes out saying, Apollo, I'm going to swing you tonight. And then immediately does. And then he does. And apparently this is all setting up all of these guys want the Intercontinental Championship, I guess. I guess. Because we got no follow-up at all no. on it. It was just the faces stand tall after Cesaro swing, mm-hmm. and then that was it. Yeah. The final thing that we saved the best for last. The debut of Tony Storm. It is officially Tony time in WWE. She gets the win over Zelina Vega, uh, who I guess whose job now is to lose. Yeah. Uh, we had no Liv Morgan tonight. No, which I not. thought was interesting. But we did have the debut of Tony Storm, and she looked fine. I love Tony Storm. I don't know what the plan is for her, because it I, seems like she's going to be a face, which means you're not putting her against Bianca anytime a, soon. She uh, had a new move. Oh my god, the Storm 1 yep. is fucking cool. Very cool. Very cool finish for Tony Storm mm-hmm. on the main roster. And I don't know if she's going to be able to hit it as well on everybody, because Zelina is very small. Yeah. Um, and can take moves like that. Like, I'd love to see Tony try to do that to, like... I mean, even, like, Bianca, I feel like, would be would be rough. Because Tony's not big. Yeah, she's a very, like, average size. But she... I don't know. Like, I feel like she'd be able to do that to live. There's not that many women on SmackDown, so it's probably the yeah, best place point. for her. But yeah. it's, I'm, I'm intrigued to see where she goes from here. Because she's not going to... I mean, maybe she will just come up and get a title run. But... We have Shotzi now. We have Knox now. We still have Liv, Carmella. Yeah, they're finally supplying SmackDown with yes. some women, which is nice. Yes. Uh, Naomi is on SmackDown, but I don't think we've seen her. Prove it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we've not seen her on SmackDown. Because Mia Yim is also on SmackDown, so prove it. I always forget that Mia Yim is on the main roster. Mm-hmm. I always forget that. Even, like, we looked up the roster the one day just to see exactly how many women were on SmackDown, and we were like, why is her name even on here? I don't think she's had a single match no. on SmackDown. I don't think she's even, like, really debuted I yet. don't. I don't think she has either. And, I mean, we had Keith Lee come back on Raw. Mia Yim and, her, and Keith Lee are, I believe, engaged. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know what happened to Keith Lee. We still don't know. We're waiting for him to tell us. Yeah. But Mia Yim has also been out for pretty much this entire run as well. Either way, huge week in wrestling huge 
lots of uh, debuts. Debuts, new champion. returns, new champs, and a lot of things set up. We're definitely going to be watching Fighter Fest next week for sure for AEW because Nick w- freaking Gage. Everybody God should only watch knows it. Everybody should watch even it. Happen. Even if Nick Gage can't do his normal like death match shit, it's still going to be a wild match. He's still going to bring the pizza cutter. Well, yeah, that motherfucker literally came out with a pizza cutter. Yeah. What? What? Yeah. Like what? Well, Who the does crowd that? was like the crowd was like in stunned silence. They're like. Because when MJF is going through this yes. list of things, like I, he once stabbed a man. I was like, oh, New Jack's coming? Wait, New Jack's dead. Yeah, and Can't then be. he was like, and he robbed a, bu- a bank without a mask. And I just grabbed you like, is Nick Gage about to fucking come out right I, I'm now? I'm just like, There's, they're not going to bring Nick Gage, but like, who else has robbed a bank? Exactly. No, without a mask? Yeah. Nobody. Who only that motherfucker's that stupid to do that? Yeah. Well, cocaine's a hell of a drug. <laughs> I don't think it was just cocaine. Well. <laughs> Uh, but either way, that is another week in wrestling. Yeah. Don't forget to follow us at HeBookSheBook. And tune in every Monday, wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening, guys.